This is Ashley Kelsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 48. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Bonjour. Comment ça va, renegades? Moi, très bien. Hey, listen, I thought it might be cute to open up in French since the title is in French, but I have a feeling this is going to, it's probably falling a little flat since I can't have a conversation, nor will I be reading any of this episode in French other than the words la petite mort. Before I get into that, do y'all remember how I was talking about cold weather recently? I was wrong. It wasn't cold then. It's actually like really cold today. And I never know how to handle myself either when it comes to the cold. It's like I forget that layers work or that I won't end up with frostbite if I go outside and that I don't need to worry because this is Austin and it's going to be warm again in like three days. But there's no way I could live in a place that is cold and snowy for months on end. I would probably hibernate all winter, like inside with warm foods and blankets and movies. And I wouldn't leave until it was like 75 degrees, which that doesn't sound half bad, actually. You know, this sounds like the perfect excuse, come to think of it. Maybe I do want to live in a cold weather place. Well, not really. Living in a warm place keeps me motivated and it holds me accountable. I'm like, if the sun is shining, there's shit to do. We cannot stay inside. That gets a little tiring when you live somewhere where the sun is almost always out. But anyway, today I want to talk to you about this expression, la petite mort. I'm not sure if you've heard it before. It stands for a tiny death, but its official meaning translates to the brief loss or weakening of consciousness. In modern usage, it refers specifically to the sensation of post-orgasm as likened to death. So sometimes you may hear someone say after sex that they had la petite mort. It's also not uncommon, however, to use this expression when describing finishing a book that you didn't want to end, perhaps a wonderful evening having dinner with friends, or possibly concluding a thrilling TV series. It's like before you knew it, all this time has passed, it was wonderful, but it has come to an end. La petite mort. I've found myself thinking of this expression lately, but more as it relates to goal setting, achievements, outcomes, and life. Why we go after the things we do, and how conscious are we to the process? What are we thinking will be different when we achieve it? But more importantly, are we getting a charge from this external accomplishment or the internal evolution that comes with achieving it? Because we know that once we get there, we have a tiny little death. It is done. We live in a society that is obsessed with performance and attainment. We work as fast and hard as we can to get the promotion, have the family and kids, buying the houses, getting the new cars, the same way we do orgasms and climaxing. With our eye on the prize and the belief that once I achieve this, I'll feel bliss, happiness, or success. And so we go as hard and as fast as we can to get there, only to realize how fast it went and for what? A few minutes of, I got it, right before the realization that it's over, settles in. The la petite mort. It leaves you wondering, what was it for? Is it for the final release? To get and get done? Or for the foreplay along the way? The process of who and what we become combined with all the feelings. The internal spark. The erotic charge. 
The thing is, renegades, many of you are pursuing your dreams and goals with the idea that life will be better once you have it or accomplished it. We are brainwashed into thinking if you have the newest and latest and greatest, you will feel fulfilled. If you have the bag and the Botox, you'll be happy. Get the car, you'll be cool. Everywhere you look, you are being told and sold, you need this or should look like this or you won't be happy. You don't pause and ask yourself why you want what you want, what you spend 50 hours a week on Zoom for. And you're very confused about why you feel lifeless after the newness wears off. You think if you acquire more or accomplish something else, you will fill the void, that this is what has been missing. This chase never ends because you carry this false belief that success and happiness comes from doing and having more. You believe these things outside of you are actually going to fulfill you. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter how small your ass is, how big that bank account is, or how hot that husband is. You will get bored and feel unsatisfied and convince yourself something has gone wrong. And rather than stoking the fire, you will be convinced that the boot job or a new car a man will satisfy you. Rather than doing the internal work of rediscovering what's right in front of you, you go out looking for more. The quest for the external awakens your insatiable thirst for more and more, but never quenches your internal desires. Like I say, you got to go in before you go out. This never-ending chase is not only exhausting, but you don't evolve in the process. It's in the process of discovery that you grow. Once bored, we stop pushing ourselves. We get comfortable. We feel entitled. How do you generate passion from this pursuit? And don't be confused, renegades. I'm not suggesting you don't have nice things or go for the dream job. What I'm saying is make sure you know that that thing won't fill any void. Go for it because you want to, not because you think you're going to be any happier once you have it. Goal setting is a spiritual process, and it can be an erotic one if approached properly. If you learn to channel and cultivate the energy, you will open up to a life that is full of curiosity, interest, and appreciation. You can learn to master the art of foreplay and living in the process. You can create a life that will blow your own mind. It's about getting clean and clear on what you want and your why. And while you're on your journey to stay present, to relish in the discomfort that comes up, take joy in your wins and losses along the way, feel all of it. Again, it's learning to enjoy the foreplay and prolong your release. I've been reading the Kosher Sutra, and it says, Reorienting your life away from the strict goal orientation to a means orientation is the beginning of recapturing eroticism in your life. Eroticism is about arousal, all about building toward climax without achieving it. In other words, eroticism is a recognition of the infinity of life and its endless nature, there is no climax, there is no summit, there is only an endless journey of accelerating passion. Doesn't that sound like goal porn? I'm so into it. <laughs> he talks about the importance of not releasing, but rather cultivating the energy, building it up over and using it to play. The idea being that again, once you release, you die a tiny death. It's over. When you approach life's journey, feeling aroused along the way, you're open to discover and to play more. To be truly present in the process and let go of the outcome will open you up to the possibilities and new ways of getting there, and you will be even more turned on in life. I have a client who at the beginning of 2020 set a sales goal of $60 million in real estate volume. It was a number that was a stretch for him, an amount he'd never reached in his 30 years as a real estate agent. Our plan was simple, practice thinking and feeling as if it were done. 
the how would reveal itself. We laid out all the obstacles we could think of and built strategies around each of them. But as you know, you can't predict everything that is going to happen, like a pandemic and COVID. As life and its circumstances presented themselves, he continued to pivot, but his goal did not change. His thinking did. I witnessed a display of stoicism as he learned to remain neutral to the things he could not control. He learned to not react to deals falling apart or the fact that he couldn't show property or literally there was no tourism on the island in which he lives. But he kept this belief that he would close 60 million and it was on repeat while also learning to dance with the challenges that came his way. It's been nothing short of inspiring to witness literally clients coming out of what we would call nowhere wanting to buy and close before the end of the year. We have found ourselves laughing at times because he isn't having to work any harder. He only has to have faith in his belief and manage his thinking. We were discussing his accomplishment last week and he said, you know, I thought I would feel differently than I do now. I thought I'd be more excited when I reached my goal, but I'm more impressed with how I got here and who I've become. I think completely differently than I did last year. This entire process has taught me what I'm capable of. The truth is, he is different, but reaching the summit isn't what evolved him. It was the climb. The climb is where you overcome yourself daily. The climb is the foreplay, the buildup, the lessons, the growth, the possibility. Once you've reached the top, you've climaxed. La petite mort, and it's over. He's already talking about next year's goal. He knows full well that the climb won't be the same, which is what he's more excited about now. The end goal is just the icing. He's ready to see how he will overcome himself and the new challenges that will present themselves along the way. He's totally turned on by the idea of the climb, not the outcome. You come to realize this and it makes you want to start again because everything you went through, all you had to do and become to get to the top was where you evolved. We think we're into it just to get off for that final moment of, oh, but no renegades. You start to become a lover of the foreplay in the process of delaying the outcome. You begin to think of all the mastery that is between you and the life you want. You start to live an erotic life. You see things differently. You feel alive. To live a big erotic life will require you to work on your biggest obstacle daily, your mind. This motherfucker, as you know, needs to be directed and tamed, not in that order. If you are thinking a negative spiral of, I'm poor, I never have money, I don't know how to make money, I never follow through on my goals, I can't, you won't make it. If you're lying around feeling bored or entitled to a different life, you won't make it. The power of suggestion, affirmations, thinking on purpose is an absolute must. If you want different results in life, then you have to start thinking differently. But there's more. Feelings. Our feelings create vibrations in our bodies, and they send a signal out into the universe. Manifestation, right? Our feelings fuel our actions, which give us our results. You want to align your thinking with the feelings that will get you in action. Most often, we think we need to be disciplined, focused, or determined to get us in action. These feelings certainly work, but today I want to offer you three of the most powerful positive emotions to scale. Faith, love, and sex. I mean, duh. I'm talking about living an erotic life. You had to know this was coming. No pun intended. We're saving that, remember? Napoleon Hill wrote in Think and Grow Rich, he states from the beginning that the key to attaining the goals and riches 
is a careful blend of vibration, faith, love, and sex. When the three are blended, they have the effect of coloring the vibration of thought in such a way that it instantly reaches the subconscious mind where it is changed into its spiritual equivalent, the only form that induces a response from infinite intelligence. Love and faith are psychic, related to our spiritual side. Sex, purely biological, and related only to the physical. The mixing or blending of these three emotions has the effect of opening a direct line of communication between the finite, thinking mind, and infinite intelligence. When you start aligning these feelings to purposeful thinking about what you want in this life, you break into your subconscious and you start convincing yourself that it's possible, that you can have the life you want. You set time aside each day and practice affirmative thinking and feel into faith, love, and sex to help produce the vibration to materialize it. I haven't ever spoken on this subject before on the podcast, but a practice I highly recommend is masturbating mindfully. The next time you do, try this out. Focus on the sensation in your pelvic area as you feel it building. Try not to fantasize about anyone or anything when you're doing this, but instead embody the sensation, feel the vibration, really feel into it. As the tension builds, breathe it up through your energy channels, in through the nose and out. See it filling your solar plexus and straight up through your throat. Once you get skilled, you can feel this vibration rising up while simultaneously breathing more of it up from the pelvic area. Again, you're focused on the vibration and sensation raising through the center of your body, pulling it up through the crown of your head. Breathe into the sensation of sexual energy pulsing in your body. When you start to climax, imagine seeing yourself accomplishing what it is you want in life, who you want to be. Channel this energy and put it out into the world with what you want. It is a powerful, very good feeling to play with. You can also practice not releasing and harness this energy as a source for you to create. Your sexual energy has so much power behind it. Use it to create the life you want. If this is too out of the box for you, I totally get it. Go back and listen to my episode 33, Manifesting Good Feelings. I offer a breathing exercise that has nothing to do with sexual energy or masturbation, just a lot of awing and feeling on purpose. I was thinking about all the times in life I've felt stuck or stagnant, be it in my relationships or creatively speaking with work. I knew I wanted something different and I believed if I changed the job or the man, I would feel better. I'd be happier. And I did change those things several times. For a few moments, I would feel relief, but it never lasted long. The stuck and stagnant feelings came right back. It suddenly became very clear that there would be no amount of change on the outside that was going to light up my inside. Once I finally understood that my feelings didn't come from my circumstances, but instead my thoughts about them, my life changed. And when I learned the skill of feeling ahead of time, choosing beliefs that created these feelings, it was go time. Knowing and believing that I can create any result I want in my life turns me on. Knowing that I can create the feeling I believe that these goals will give me ahead of time, even more of a turn on. I know that having reached the goal will give me a feeling of accomplishment, but I also know how to feel that right now, that I don't need to wait to acquire things externally to feel how I want to in this moment. 
and that the journey on the way to the goal is where that juice really is. This is where we grow in the ups and the downs of the process, in the foreplay. Renegades, life is not meant to climax. Climax is death. If I ever find myself lacking inspiration, I know that I don't have to wait for it. I know what to think and what to do to create it. I also know that it's okay to feel stagnant. That it's just a feeling and it doesn't mean I can't create and still work towards my goals. That all the feelings are supposed to be there. It doesn't mean to quit or that something has gone wrong. I know it's all part of the foreplay before my climax. I've also noticed that my role as a consumer has completely shifted as my mindset around this has as well. My impulse to purchase has waned. I find myself desiring and wanting without making a purchase. I like to observe the wanting, see the thoughts offered by my brain about how my life will feel better if I have this, that living in a pandemic might be nicer if I purchased this. When I do make the purchase or spend the money on something, it's from a place of, I just want it. My life isn't going to be better or worse off because of it. Instead, I buy from a place of, this is what I want. And I really enjoy it for what it is. There is no false idea that things are going to be better or that I will be better or that a pandemic will be better. You know, I found out last week that someone I knew and he had a very big impact on my life would be passing away in a week, maybe two at most. And as death does, it got me thinking about our lives and how we're living them. The age old question of when you're on your deathbed and let's say hypothetically, you even have time to look back at your life. Will you have regrets before your final climax? What do you think you will think when you're lying there taking your final breaths? Will you find yourself smiling, knowing that you wouldn't have chosen to live any other way? What will comfort your mind as a life well-lived? Are you intentionally living right now or just going through the motions? Is your life so fast-paced and filled with so many things that you can't enjoy it? What are the details that you want to remember? Was it worth it? Was there more you wanted to do? Why? Why didn't you? Pause for a moment and look at your life as a worker, a lover, a friend, and a parent. Are you only focusing on the outcome of what the roles can deliver? Or are you enjoying the smallest experiences, noticing the details in the day-to-day as you move closer towards this end goal? I want to urge you to embrace the foreplay, to master it. It is here where you will find meaning, reveal yourself, and awaken your spark for life. The end goal is good, renegades, but it's better when you learn this art of foreplay. Until next week, stay warm. Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me know. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and show it with a five-star rating and review. You can also head on over to my website, www.modernrenegades.com to sign up for my newsletter, leave your questions and comments, or just connect with me directly. I look forward to hearing from you.